This is exactly right. Hey, Bill. It's me, Roz. Welcome to this month's listener phone call extravaganza, the 28th one, if you can believe it. As always, if you'd like to be on one, just send me an email at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line, listener episode, and some bullet points of what your stories are. You can find all that info also in the description of every episode. It also has the link to the merch for this show and my Patreon, patreon.com slash I have some bonus clips this week from uh, the listener episode that you could find there on my Patreon on the second tier. And you could also find my new weekly podcast where I learn about paranormal phenomena. And I get real loose on there. I do about 40 minutes a week. And I don't know, I <laughs> I crack myself up. I think it's fun. Uh, and I'm learning. And you can learn with me. Anyway, here we go. We got lots of stories coming at you. So let's just get on into it. It is time for the listener phone call extravaganza part 28. On with the show. Atessa in Oakland, California. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. You've had some freaky stuff happen to you and I want to hear it all. So where do we even start? Um, do you want to start with my ghost story or like my childhood weirdness? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> let's uh, let's do the ghost story because it's it's a it's just fun. Okay. Well, um, I love a silly. fun ghost story. Uh, so I was uh, at this guy's house and um, he went to go to the store and I'm sitting there by myself and uh, there was no TV or anything. So I'm just on my phone playing tapped out because that date game was addictive. And uh, all of a sudden I hear like three people talking and it's about me. And like, it was weird because it sounded like it was in the room but not like, but there's no one there. Like it, you, it wouldn't be from the other houses next by or nearby or anything. It was weird. And, uh, they started, uh, talking about, um, they're like, who is this? And one of them was like, isn't that his girlfriend? And the other one was like, no, but they both have brown hair. And I was like, oh, hi, could you not talk about me while I'm in the room? And all of a sudden it got like super quiet. Like, <laughs> oh my god! And it was like super weird. And when he came back, I told him about it, and his immediate reaction was to yell around the house, going, "Hey guys, leave her alone!" Not that I'm a crazy person, but <laughs> that there are legit ghosts there that he did not warn me about. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, this is like like a movie or like the TV show Ghosts or um, right. Beetlejuice or something where there's like a group of ghosts just staring at you, not yeah. thinking that you could hear them or see them. And they somehow <laughs> kind of got busted as they're over yeah. here kind of talking shit yeah. and kind of being like, uh, this is not the girlfriend. Uh, yeah. We know about the girlfriend. This is not the girlfriend. Not the girlfriend. Yeah. And I totally asked him about that, too. I was like, so you have a girlfriend? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god these ghosts totally blew his cover <laughs> they did uh yeah i left i was like all right no but like it was definitely like a weird it was a weird night <laughs> it's a weird night in general i uh <laughs> but uh yeah um yeah we had a long cover like a like I, I yelled at him a bit about that and then i was like out and went to the bar because so so did the conversation about the ghost with him just end there or did he have anything else to say about him well i mean we started talking about the girlfriend thing more than the ghost thing <laughs> right 
<laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, that uh, is so funny. I have not heard a story like this before, and I love it. Yeah, I definitely. Well, I did ask him. Like, I was like, uh, something like about like. So you knew these were here, and he was like, "Yeah, they've been around, but usually they <laughs> leave people alone." I'm like, "What? You gotta warn a person." I don't know. It was weird. Oh my god! <laughs> but so uh, funny. But like, yeah, I grew up um, uh, real weird, like like Pentecostal <laughs> Christian. But then my mom was Irish Catholic, and my dad was Muslim, and then they also like taught us about that, and like. They were really into like Chinese medicine. So they also taught us about Taoism. It was really weird, uh, like very spiritually open, but I still went to church like three times a week. It was ridiculous. What but church did you go to out of all those options? It was a Pentecostal church, like the Hooping right, and Holler okay. and Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Sure. And um, like because of that, I think I was brought up more open to the spiritual world because you're pretty much like being open to it when you do it properly uh and you actually like are doing it for the religion like the spiritual aspect and not the crazy religious i want to have something over other people bullshit but well, i just also think <laughs> that if you're raised to believe that there's something more than what we see yeah uh, then it really, it can open your mind to like, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that could mean a lot of different things. Yeah, definitely. And, um, like I had a lot of, uh, shadow people in my house. And then there was also like, I saw like a lot of weird stuff when I was a kid. And then like, I learned how to close off my mind and not see it because it's too much. But, um, there were a lot of shadow people in my house and I learned at an early age that they don't really like actually will, they're not actually going to touch you. So I never stopped being <laughs> scared of them, even though they're annoying and creepy. <laughs> did you, Now, did you think that this was uh, connected to the house or? Um, like no. So the house was a new development. Like my parents bought it when it was first built in the eighties. And so we were the first people to live there. Uh, well, that's what the family from the poltergeist said. Too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely like, especially my room, it had weird, weird energy in it. Like there was a cloud thing with red glowing eyes that would sit in the left-hand corner of my room. And like, it would stare at me all night and it never moved. And it was like this dark cloud. I think it was a gin because it wasn't, it didn't act like other shadow people that I had encountered. And it like mm. just kind of watched. And the more that I talked to it, the less like imposing it was. And then eventually after like two years, it went away. It's weird. Wow. So yeah. You, so you were raised, so your, your father, you said is from Iran. Yeah. And so, so you were kind of, is that because of that, were you raised with the idea of a djinn? Yeah, I was taught about like, cause they, my dad, like we had a lot of like books on like, you know, the Quran and like, um, Persian poetry and like, uh, I think like a book on Zoroastrianism and stuff. So like it was, the influences were there, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm just guessing it's one of those because it didn't, yeah, it didn't feel like other shadow people, you know, like other shadow people feel like they're like lurking. <laughs> okay. Being, I don't know how to describe it. Other shadow people, like they creep around, they usually move a lot and like watch you and then creep, just be creepy. <laughs> From your experience with shadow people, does it seem like those are kind of connected to human spirits or uh, do you think that there's something else? I think they latch on to human spirits to like get energy, but, mm. um, but I feel like uh, most of the time they like will leave you alone. If you're aware of them, then they leave you alone. But if you're unaware of them, I think they like jump on and latch on 
Ooh, yeah, spooky. that's how I always saw them. So that's why you got to like put up your light and, you know, keep yourself guarded <laughs> and not get too, too drunk. Because then sometimes when you get drunk, they'll latch on and then you start doing all sorts of things. Ooh, oh my God. Do you think that they're just like hanging out outside of bars? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Do you have other stories? I have other oh, stories. Oh, what sorry. about your guardian angel? Oh, my guardian angel one. Yeah. So um, growing up, I had a guardian angel that would like, come talk to me like one time I um uh so when I was four I hit my head on a brick fireplace and like cracked my skull open and had to get stitches oh my and God. yeah and I think it's probably why I can see all these things <laughs> really I mean hey that's possible yeah um but uh after that like I remember like this bright lady would come to me all the time and uh she saved me from an asthma attack one time because it was just me and my mom home alone and my mom was busy doing something and like I thought I was gonna die and she like saved me and like I ran downstairs to talk to my mom about it my mom's like super busy like what do you need and I'm like oh okay never mind so it wasn't you okay wait what do you mean she saved you like she just put her hand on my chest and told me to breathe. And like, all of a sudden I could, it was weird. Um, like, Oh yeah. I, uh, my, uh, parents didn't believe in inhalers because they had speed in them. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't acknowledge that I actually had asthma, but I would have asthma attacks like all the time. Um, yeah, it was dumb, you know, eighties parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you um, encountered this guardian angel you other times in your life yeah um she would come by and talk to me every now and then and uh, I remember asking her if I could be like her and she got really sad and she was like no you can't be like me I was I was made this way but you could uh she she actually introduced me to the term bodhisattva because she was like you can be a bodhisattva and I was like what was that because I was like five so I don't know what the hell that is and uh, I probably heard it before but still and she explained that it's a very hard and difficult life because you have to live in the pain in order to help the people who are in pain and you kind of like uh you know, you have to be there in it in order to help people who are in it. And like, it's weird to explain the way she explained it. And she's told me that it was going to be difficult and sad. <laughs> but if I wanted to be like her, I'd have to do that. And I was like, all right. At the time, I was like, <laughs> I got you. Totally going to do that. And then like, <laughs> yeah, I have had a crazy life. And have been blessed throughout all of it, but I help try to help people out. But then it becomes emotionally draining. I can doing imagine. It. Yeah. And I had to like stop for a second and be like, nah, me for a minute, because it started getting um deteriorating. Yeah, I have psoriasis and like the stress can like it just shows on my skin. My heart is literally on my sleeve. Mm. <laughs> so has this guardian angel popped up in your life like in, in recent times? No. Um, the Bodhisattva conversation was the last time she talked to me and she told me that was it, like that she's not supposed to come and talk to me all the time. And I was like, but we're friends. You're like, <laughs> I won't tell your boss. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's cool. Um, yeah. And like, uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, there's the time uh, <laughs> that I got hypothermia and almost died and I went to the void space and I uh, met a man in a dirty squirrel costume smoking a cigarette who was very annoyed that I was there. <laughs> okay, hang on a second. <laughs> so you got hypothermia. You pretty much like died well, I passed out. I didn't go to the hospital or anything. I had like passed out in my car with the window cracked and it was raining and my friend came out and found me 
and couldn't get the door open. She finally did and like changed my clothes. And I like was like, whoa, <laughs> but uh, um, she warmed me up and everything. But I went to the void space and this guy was like very annoyed to see me. He's wearing a dirty squirrel costume. And he was like, you're not supposed to be here. was the first thing he said. And I was like, well, I'm here. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, when uh, you say that there was a guy, so he was smoking and he was wearing, did he like have like a mascot outfit on and he had the head off or what? No, it was like a onesie Okay. that had been like worn a lot and not washed. Okay. <laughs> And uh, it was like everything was black and there was no floor or ceiling, but there was a doorway and he was standing in front of the doorway. And he uh, told me that I wasn't supposed to be there yet. And then as he's talking to me, this lady in a cupcake dress comes popping out of nowhere and she's super happy and very welcoming. And she's like, welcome, come with me and I will take you to the place. And he, the squirrel man is super annoyed by her and he's like don't don't listen to her don't listen to her <laughs> <laughs> and uh finally i can hear my friend like yelling and it sounded like it was from like miles away even though she's like actually on the other side of a pane of glass and uh um i asked him what i should do and he's like i suggest you go back up to your friend because <laughs> you don't belong here not yet and she's just going to take you anyway because she doesn't know what the hell she did, she's doing. Actually, I'd seen a uh, picture of a demon in a really pretty dress, like a really cute like pinafore dress. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the cupcake lady <laughs> from my thing. And it was really weird because like she was super shiny and pretty, but like something about her face was completely off. And she was like way too nice and friendly and welcoming. It was well, yeah. Very... And she's also like, "Come die." Yeah, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> Squirrel Man had my back, even though he looked very suspect as well. But, uh, but yeah, oh my God, it was real I mean, weird. Yeah, this kind of stuff, like when people have near death experiences, and <sighs> it's a there's such deep conversations surrounding that. Um, because it goes into kind of like what like what happens when you die and yeah. and it goes into like of course none of us truly know but no sometimes i i mean i can never say that i would know but with all things paranormal or existential like all these all these things i there's a part of me that always kind of feels like it's just different for everybody yeah and it, like maybe it's all the same thing it just appears different to different people um you know i've said yeah. that about like psychic abilities too like i think that those just manifest in different ways for different people or whatever and and i mean with that with that line of thinking maybe that's what it's like in your afterlife maybe you got a glimpse into what it would be like or right. I, I don't know what do you well, think well who knows what was on the other side of that door you know what i mean like because that doorway led somewhere but uh the guy did not want me to go through it <laughs> which was nice of him um but people have real fun outfits were in your uh, oh yeah void <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> i guess everything they show you what makes you most comfortable and i guess i'm more comfortable with <laughs> zany outfits <laughs> yeah so when you woke up with your friend were did you have like a dorothy and wizard of oz moment well, like, I, like, I kept telling her I was fine until she, like, like changed my clothes because I had to change the clothes in the trunk. Um, we were camping, and I just fell asleep in the wrong place. And uh, mm. she changed my clothes, and uh, as soon as I got dry clothes on, I, like, snapped, too. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm freezing. <laughs> And like, she got me into a sleeping bag next to the fire and like, you know, got me warm again. Wow. When I said Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, I'm thinking right now, like, isn't that kind of exactly what, like, do you, isn't that kind of like that was Dorothy's version of. Oh, yeah. Of the void death. or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
the yeah the void place is a crazy place um two thousand ten maybe I had a dream where I went to the void place and it was all black and just neon outlining of like buildings, I guess you can call them. And uh, it was all two-dimensional, which was super weird. And then like, uh, it was like a school, but it was like a school. And like, we played this game where we threw energy at each other as like a group. So it taught you how to be more uh, community-minded. And uh, I was really good at that game. And then at the end of it, we each got a card and my card was the 15 of clubs. And uh, then I got sent to earth. It was a really cool dream. And then the movie Soul came out and I was like, Pshah! someone at Pixar heard me talking about that at a bar one night. <laughs> Wait, the 15 of clubs. Yeah, it's not a real card, but it <laughs> it was in my dream. <laughs> interesting but that yeah. wasn't like a near-death experience or anything it was just a dream no it was just a dream um I've been there before in my dreams where it's just like nothingness and like it's it's kind of like if you've ever dream walked when you leave your dream and you're going to somebody else's there's this weird blank space I've been ghosted, too. I am now joined by Kathy in Australia. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Rod. How are you? How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for um, thanks for waking up. Good morning, because it's a uh, wild time difference over there. You're in the future. Technically, yeah, but I can't give you any lotto numbers. Oh, come on, Kathy. That's the whole reason I called. Well... <laughs> You're from, you're originally from Boston, right? Yes. Yes. My family's okay. originally from Boston. Yeah. And um, in case anyone's wondering why you don't have an Australian accent. <laughs> I know everyone's always disappointed when they're like, oh, my friend from Australia is coming. And I'm like, I'm American though. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of ghost stories you got for us? Oh, so the first one is probably the biggest incident I ever had. Um, okay. And it was, it was actually when I, I ended up, I was living in Boston and then I had to find an apartment and it was so expensive. So I ended up moving out to the suburbs, um, after my roommate had like moved out. Um, so I ended up finding this cute little apartment in Westboro and it was like on a main street in a like really, really cute old building. I was like, what could go wrong? Really? It's cheap. Mm -hmm. um, and the first few months, it was fine, sort of. It just felt odd, but I thought it was my first time living on my own. So maybe that's just it. Um, and then I started waking up around between three and four and hearing like this weird shuffle, like a footstep shuffle across, like across the hallway, like in my apartment, but like, in front of my bedroom so was it fast or slow it was like a kind of uh, oh that sounds fast <laughs> yeah it was because it was like that really you know when you get like that really it's like not soft carpet but that really weird hard carpet yes like, yeah so it was like that so you could really hear anything that crossed it Oh my God. I don't know if you know this, but I told this in my first ever episode of this podcast. I had an experience where there was shuffling on cheap apartment carpet. And oh. so I know this very well. Oh yes. It's not, it's not fun at all. <sighs> okay. Okay. But I'm listening. So, so what happened? What happened? And I would notice like weird things happening. Like sometimes my lights would be on when I get home from work. And I was like, oh, that's really weird because I definitely left the house during the day. I didn't leave that on. Don't think. Anyways, not going to bother. Not a big deal. And I just kind of like, lived with it for a little bit. And then until like my boyfriend started sleeping over at the time. And he would wake up when I would wake up with the whole across the floor and he was like what is that and I'm like 
I don't know. I think it's like a ghost child or something. Just go back to sleep. (laughs) Whatever. It's It's not a thing. I think it's just a ghost child. Just go back to bed. It's fine. Did you you didn't have any pets? No, no, not at the time. Like I did have. Well, actually, that's a really good. That's a really good segue. So um, I did have a dog, but it wasn't living with me. So my dog, I had a golden retriever growing up, and when I went to school, I couldn't bring him with me. So my mom took him for me, and um, she brought him to visit and. He, like, he was a bit older at that point, like, before he was so cute. Um, but when they got to my apartment to stay, he refused to go upstairs. He was like, I'm not about this life. I'm not going. And I thought maybe at first it was because he was old. But no, he was actually scared to go up to my apartment. I had to actually physically pick him up and carry him into the apartment to get him in. And he was not having it. Okay. Was it a ghost child or what was it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it was like, and so it, things just got a little bit weirder and weirder. And I, I personally, like, I kind of blame my, my boyfriend at the time um, because he kept antagonizing it. So every time he stayed over and every time he heard something or saw something, he he would just start yelling at the ghost and be like, get, get, get the F out of here and go away and all this other stuff. And then as he was doing that, like a ghost bro or something, it would end up getting worse. <laughs> and so, yeah, I feel like that's usually what you do when the cameras are rolling and you want to try to get a ghost or a demon to scratch you. Yeah. And I kind of wish it would have, like it would have probably actually given me some red flags about him at the time and probably would have kind of changed <laughs> the next few months. But like, <laughs> but yeah, no, unfortunately it, it, it didn't attack him. Um, instead it just kind of made bigger kind of gestures and probably maybe not even, it was like after my mom had already left and then and with my dog and then my friends from high school came to visit. Um, they were sleeping in my living room and they woke up screaming because all of the knobs in my apartment were shaking, just randomly shaking. And they were like, what is going on here? And then I was like, okay, things are getting a bit escalated here. I don't know what's going to happen. After they left, I was like, okay, maybe let's like just kind of chill for a bit. Like, this is my space. This is your space. Like, let's keep it cool. And then again, my partner was kind of yelling at it, making it worse. And then one night, like, this is probably, this this still gives me chills when I think about it, because this is what really tips me over the edge with it. Um, so I'm sitting at my apartment, um, and, like, all of a sudden, I hear this massive crash in the kitchen, and, like, almost as if the cabinet broke and all my dishes crashed, like just broke. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening here? I go into the kitchen and Roz, I open the cabinet. Nothing has moved. Kathy, how did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it decided to make the sound of like clanking all my plates together. I don't know if it picks up my plate. I don't, but it sounded like all the plates had dropped and smashed. Okay. I'm extra freaked out because I didn't want to cut you off earlier, but I heard something fall in my shower. Um, like five minutes ago. (laughs) Now I did just take a shower, so I don't know what it was. Maybe it was some shampoo or I don't know, but I'm really freaked out, Kathy. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally what I ask for. Um, So was that the last thing that happened? Yeah. So after that, I was like, I have to go. I I can't. (laughs) But like the problem is like with leases, like if you try and leave your lease, like you get charged for it or like you still say no and you have to pay a big fee. And so I had to make up this wild story because I couldn't, like, I had a wild story, but I couldn't go to the agent and be like, um, this place is haunted and I have, I have to go. 
So I ended up making up a story that I had to move across the world for work <laughs> and it was out of my control. Um, and so the agents like, yeah, totally. That's fine. That's fine. I totally get it. And like, didn't charge me anything for it. Cause she was just like, yeah, you have to move out of the country. That's a thing. Um, and I was kind of always wondering, did I manifest that? Cause less than three years later, my work actually did transfer me to Australia. Oh my God. <laughs> the ghost did that. Wait. So, but you stayed in town, right? Well, I ended no, I, I ended up moving in with my boyfriend that was yelling at the ghost to Worcester, which was like also probably not a good idea. Maybe I should maybe the ghost was trying to warn me. I have no idea now. Yeah, it seems like the ghost didn't like your boyfriend. But I um see I would be just afraid that I would run into that landlord and they'd be like, uh, I thought you were supposed to be out of the country. <laughs> and they'd be looking for that fee. I was always kind of a bit worried about that because she did also like Facebook friend me and I was like, she's going to catch on at some point, but I'm not living in another place. Oh my God. You would have to Photoshop pictures of you like in Japan or something. (laughs) I bet you that the landlord had probably heard it before. Like, you know, like if if the house is haunted, she's probably like, well, here we go again. What's the excuse going to be this time? Why someone wants to move out? Could be. But actually, oh, so this is even, this is also really strange. I was catching up with my mom um, about a month ago. We met when back in the States. Um, and I just randomly brought it up being like, hey, have you ever had a paranormal kind of experience and stuff? And she's like, no, I don't think so. And then I told her about this. And I was like, do you remember that? Like, did you get any weird vibes or an experience from this building? And she was like, no, I just remember your landlord coming down the stairs and saying that dogs aren't allowed when I have Thor with me. And I was like, my landlord? And she goes, yeah. And she describes this woman. And I was like, I've never seen that woman in my life, mom. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Did she say if the woman shuffled when she walked? <laughs> she just said that she was walking down the stairs at the time when she saw him. <laughs> so maybe. I, that's who, who it was. That was it. That was the lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so insane. Uh, oh, my God. Would well, you have other stories? Um, I do. I have some strange ones. Um, oh, I have. Um, um, oh, that what's that one where you're sleeping and you can't move sleep paralysis sleep paralysis i know you hate this Roz. i'm so sorry hate what sleep paralysis oh i no i love hearing about it i don't <laughs> want to have it myself <laughs> um so i've never had sleep paralysis before except this one time in my previous apartment here in sydney and it freaked me out um, I don't know because I was maybe listening about it or it was only like like a year ago. Um, but I I was sleeping in bed and then I heard I was I kind of thought I woke up a bit because I heard this like really close to my ear, like a like a almost like an angry growl, like a kind of sound. And so I woke up, but I couldn't move. And then in my mind, I was like, oh, my gosh, is this like a demon or something? Like, what do I do? And I couldn't move. And I tried to say, like, get off of me. Stop. Couldn't talk. And so in my panic, I was like, what What do people do in this sense? I don't know. And I grew up Catholic, but I, like, stopped going to church at the age of eight. And so I couldn't remember anything like prayers. I was like, people just say prayers. Maybe that will work. And so I'm just like in my mind going, Jesus, 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 is this going to work? No. (laughs) You just say it in like the cadence of a prayer. (laughs) And then I was like, God, 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 no, no, no. Still, And I still felt like I was being held down and struggling. And I was just like, I don't know any prayers. Can you just, I don't. Mary is there a man can we and then it just like it felt like it was forever and I was so scared but I 
can think of like prayers. I just kept yelling like God and Jesus and in my head, thinking that my <laughs> like just start yelling all <laughs> kinds of gods. Right? And then it, it finally stopped, but it was yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, I mean, I know it's a it's a very controversial topic of is it paranormal is it not but i think that it is i i think i I don't see why being in your dream state does not open you up to the other side i mean you're not really like uh mentally in this dimension for a moment um why wouldn't it open you up to to other entities i think it's paranormal I think so too. I mean, that time, I'm not sure. I do, that time sticks out to me just because it was like the only time I can remember. And after it ended, I did hear like a, like a release. And that's when I can move again. So then I was like, something is not right here. Um, But it would, wouldn't you? Because if they say like your relatives can visit you in your dreams, it's because you're more relaxed and open. So why wouldn't any other paranormal experience happen? I would think. Absolutely. I agree. Seems like it. Well, do you have others or should I let you go? Um, I just, I don't really have like full stories. Like I, I have like, like just, I, I know one that my mom was really hopeful for. She, she got disappointed at the end of the story, but like, um, it was just like, sometimes I, could like smell my grandma and my grandma passed away years and years and years ago but I would just get this phantom smell and be like grandma are you here like are you lingering um and it was happening quite a lot actually around the time of that that sleep paralysis thing happening um and so I like I just wonder if she I always kind of felt like maybe she was here because like her it was just a random you know when you get that phantom like scent like that that perfume that just kind of hits you and you're like there's no reason why I would smell that uh-huh yeah so it was it I thought it was her for the longest time um and then it would happen at my new place and then I realized that my new place it was actually because my trash bags were rose scented and it was not my grandma it was just the trash bag <laughs> So, are you saying that your grandma smelled like scented trash bags? <laughs> no, I, I swear it's not like her at my old place, but not it's just the new place. It just it had this, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <gasps> There's a ghost in my house. Erin in Ohio. What's going on? Oh, not much. I'm really excited to be here. I am excited, too. You're in Ohio. Ohio. Weird places doing weird things. Even the weather, (laughs) even the weather is weird. Well, I feel like the weather's weird everywhere at this point, and it's only going to get weird, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but I want to hear your stories. So where do we start? So I want to start in Worcester, Ohio. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's, a, it's a small little town. It's, well, it's growing now, but uh, I went to college there uh, back in the early 2000s. Uh, I went to the College of Worcester, and it's, eh, if you didn't know where you were, you would think that you were on, you know, like Princeton's campus or something. It's like they plopped that up and just stuck it down in the middle of a cornfield in Ohio. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So brick buildings, just it has like that really, you know, like stately feel to it. Um, So I I went to college there uh, from 2002 to um, 2006, and there were a couple of ghost encounters that I had. Um, my freshman dorm room had two ghosts. That was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Wait, two ghosts in the actual dorm room? Yes, in my dorm room. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The I mean, unless you had a big, unusual dorm room, those are pretty small. So that's uh, to have two ghosts in there? 
Yes. It, no, it was your average size, pretty small dorm room well, for me and my roommate. Yeah. Um, there was one that would stand kind of like right at the door and you would just like be at your desk and you would just feel something looking at you. Not, not, uh, you know, harmful or anything, just kind of like, Oh, Hey, I'm curious. You're here. What you doing? Oh, homework. Cool. Oh yeah. You're on your bed trying to sleep. Okay, cool. Just, <laughs> just stand there and you would just, just feel a presence. And it, and, uh, my, my roommate thought I was crazy, but there was definitely something there. And anytime it started to creep me out, I'd just turn around and be like, okay, it's cool, but I would actually like to be alone now. Uh, and they, and, uh, it would obligingly leave us, uh, but yeah, the really creepy one was in our closet. Uh, we, we, were, we were in one of the older dorms that hadn't been renovated. So we had an actual walk-in closet. It was tiny, but it was still a walk-in closet. This closet had a door and it creaked all the time, but it had this thing where it would never stay shut. You had to like close it and like shoulder check it, you know, and like really get it to lock into place. Otherwise that thing was constantly opening up. That wasn't the creepy part whatever was in that closet was not happy. It was just like, just seemed like whenever I walked in there, I just got this feeling of just sitting there like in the back of the closet, just like staring at you, just being like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I would be, you know, in my room and I would feel it like if it could stare daggers through the wall at me, it'd be like, get out. And there was one time, a couple months in, I was in my room alone and I went into the closet to get something. And I just had this feeling if I turn my back on the door, when I'm in the closet, that door is going to slam shut and I will not be able to get it open. Oh no. Like just, just this feeling of this door is going to shut and I'm going to be stuck in my room in the dark with this thing. And my roommate isn't coming back until tomorrow morning. And oh my god. Yeah, the one time in history that the door will stay shut. <laughs> yes, yes. I nothing about the this door, you know, said that it would ever swing shut. It was always swinging open, but I just felt if I take one step in, this door is going to slam shut and that's going to be it. So I I just said, "Okay, you know what? That's it. I'm done." I walked out. I went and stayed somewhere else that night on campus, and um the next day I walked you know I went back to my room and uh didn't tell my my roommate thought I was crazy she didn't think there was anything in the closet but uh it was definitely there was definitely something there um but a couple days later I went back into the closet to get something I felt that like malevolent thing and I was like you know what I've had it this is my room I actually have to live here plus I'm 18 I'm a college freshman I am indestructible so <laughs> I simply, uh, I put my back to the closet. So I was keeping my eye on the door. I walked all the way back into the closet, took something off the shelf, walked straight out. And I never felt that presence again. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what it needed. It needed to be put in its place. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, do you know of any history or anything that would lend itself to there being, you know, deaths or I don't know, anything like that in that room? No, I don't. Uh, it wasn't the, it was one of the older buildings on campus, but it was the, a newer addition to the building. When I say newer, I mean like 70 years. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, the, yeah, the, um, the campus was founded in like the 1860s. So it's old. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our art building definitely had some ghosts on it. And there were a lot of stories uh, floating around about the ghosts that you, you know, maybe, maybe they didn't happen. Um, but I took a ceramics class and it was down in what they said used to be the pool. So, of course, there, you know, people would talk about, oh, you know, people drowned in the pool. And then I had other people saying there was never a pool here because the art building used to be the gymnasium. 
Uh, and whenever I would be in there at night working on my projects by myself, I would just feel like there was just someone standing in one of the doorways watching me. And it would get kind of creepy. Uh, you know, you would turn around thinking like, oh, you know, it's, you know, someone playing a prank. There wouldn't be anyone there. Uh, and I was good friends with the the person who watched the door. And I would come up and be like, did someone come down here? They're like, no, there's no one else in the building. <laughs> did you, I got to ask, <laughs> did you ever have like the, uh, the pottery wheel moment? Is that what they call those things from the movie Ghost? Yeah, the pottery wheel. No, I never had. I never had an instance like that. I've never actually seen anything. I've only ever felt. Only okay. ever felt things. Yeah. Uh, there was one, and there was one time I was. I stayed there late with a friend of mine who was uh, an art major, and she was finishing something up, and we were the last two people in the building, and we were in the area that used to be the track on the first floor, and there was like kind of that wrap around like mezzanine that you see on like you know above tracks uh-huh. and she and just out of we were both talking about something and she was cleaning up and all of a sudden we both just stopped and stared up at this shadowy area on the track and my friend was like oh my god you feel it too and we were like okay that is just creepy we're gone we're gone and I swear as we were walking out of there you could hear someone start to walk toward us and then start running toward us. And we were like, that's it. We're gone. We're gone. And no. we just ran out of there. <laughs> no running ghosts allowed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wait, you were telling me that you had cat ghosts. Yeah. Um, so I had two, um, I had, Two cats, the loves of my life. Uh, unfortunately, I lost both of them in the last two years from uh, from mm. old age and illness. Uh, and I definitely, uh, I definitely see them around occasionally out of the corner of my eye. Um, I have two, I have uh, two kittens now, and it's it's definitely not them. Different coloring, and like I'll see something out of the corner of my eye. I'll turn around, and both of them are in front of me definitely not over behind me um sometimes a I will feel a cat jump up on the bed and then I will hear both of my cats off in another room uh and the night I had to put um my first baby down um uh I I was heartbroken it was it was it was completely out of the blue um and I had never had to put my own animal down before. And it, I was just like sobbing. And um, I, you'll probably have to put a trigger, a little bit of a trigger warning in for this. But as I was, you know, um, holding him as, you know, they were putting him to sleep, I told him, you know, uh, you know, I love you. I'll never let you go. And then later that night in bed, I felt him because he would do this, like he would jump up and like headbutt you. And my other cat didn't do that, but I felt him jump up on the bed and headbutt me. And I told him, when I said I'd never let you go, I did. I meant that I would always love you. I didn't mean that you always had to stay with me. I want you to move on if that's, that's what makes you happy. And I, I felt him jump down and just every so often now, I'll just, I'll see both of them kind of out of the corner of my eye, just kind of keeping tabs on me. Oh, well, first of all, sorry. That is that is horrendous to have to go through that. Uh, Thank you. But th- it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet that they're still checking in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And the so the other one too, um, might be the one that jumps on the bed as well. Or what do you think? Um, I don't know who will jump up on the bed. Um, one of them was a big snuggler. The other one wasn't quite as much, but I will see both of them out of the corner of my eye. And they were both different colorings from the two cats that I have now. Uh, and they were different sizes. So it's, yeah, I have definitely seen one out of the corner of my eye while I am looking directly at my two living cats. 
I do love that though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not it's not really it's not like creepy ghosts or no. you know anything like that. It's like really, it's just sweet and it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, animals are so they're especially you know pets are they're just to love like they're just. They're, they're not there to judge or whatever. They just, they're just filled with love. And it's just like that love lingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your experiences with your grandmother? So uh, I was really close to my grandma. And unfortunately, she died of cancer when I was 11. And uh, uh, I wasn't able to say goodbye to her. She died in hospice. Um, and a couple days after she died I just woke up in the middle of the night and I just sat up and um I just for some reason I stuck out my hand like next to the bed and just kind of slowly moved it and there was a patch of of cold air about the width of a person like standing next to my bed I just like felt my hand move through it and the air conditioning wasn't on the heat wasn't on the um you know, the windows were closed. There was no air moving. And I was just like, oh, hi, grandma. And I just turned over and went back to sleep. And from then on, I will just occasionally feel like you need to do something or you need to not do something. And it will be like, it's either intuition or it was just like grandma watching out for me. You know, sometimes you'll like turn around and you'll be like, wow, I almost took out my eye with that cabinet door Mm -hmm. that I was, you know, I kind of clumsy um, growing up and that happened to me all the time. And suddenly I wasn't banging my head on cabinet doors after she died. Um, And I love to read. So I would, I would stay up really late at night reading, like, you know. I have to wake up in three hours too bad. I'm going to keep reading. And I would feel like someone's hands, like cold, you know, like kind of the air around my hands where I was holding the book would like chill. Like someone was putting their hands over it and saying, okay, you need to close the book and go to bed. (laughs) And I would say, okay, grandma, let me just finish this chapter. The, you know, Uh the coolness would go away. And, uh, and if I actually, you know, finish the chapter and close the book, that would be the end of it. But if I didn't, and I kept reading, that coolness would come back until I actually closed the book and went to sleep. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've talked about this, too. Like, I, I think that I have grandma, uh, guardian angels, I don't know what you want to say, but mm-hmm. I feel that kind of... Uh, presence as well and i've had certain situations that i think could have been really uh could have been the end of me and then something intervenes and Mm -hmm. i'm like i think it was my grandma's i don't know yeah i I, know i don't know if it's uh you know if it's a spirit guide guardian angel or you know grandma watching out for me but uh you know it, it it definitely it definitely feels like you know my grandma even though she yeah and i mean that's it's just like pets it, it's it's sweet that like you know we all play different roles in our different relationships and like i've felt that my grandmother's spirit was still a grandma like when she passed she would still mm-hmm. intervene in ways that were grandmotherly and it's just kind of i don't know it's comforting i think yeah, it it really is. It uh it gave me a lot of comfort to think that, you know, she was just kind of there watching over me cuz yeah, I miss her. Oh. Hello, Elise in Ohio. How's it going? Hi, Roz. I'm good. How are you? So good. You're telling me you have a ton of stories. Where do we start? Well, I think the best one to start is the one that I sent over my email, um, which is when I moved to California. I had a crazy experience in my new apartment there, which is funny where, because where did you live? Um, Riverside. Okay. So like kind of near LA, like an hour southeast. 
Um, yeah. But there's just, great antique stores there. Oh, I, I bet. I just didn't have a car, so I didn't get to go around that much, but I just mm. went there for a job. But, um, yeah, I moved into this apartment there and it was like, the job was through like a program, right? So I moved into a student dorm. So it was like furnished, but it was like sterile. You know what I mean? Like nobody was living there. There was nothing like left behind. All my roommates and I were just moving in. And, um, I just started having truly the most horrifying dreams when I moved in there, like watching people get tortured, like horrible, horrible dreams. Right. So Mm. yeah, not great. (laughs) And I was talking to my roommates about it and they were all pretty, they were all pretty religious and they were like, I don't know, like something's up. And I was like, I don't know, maybe it's just like a neurochemical imbalance or whatever. I don't know. So I kind of ignored it. And then it kept happening. And then one night I woke up in the middle of the night and it like, I had like blood on my face, but like, not like a terrifying, like gushing amount, just like, just like a little bit, like I'd popped a pimple or something, you know? So I get up and I go to the mirror to like, you know, wipe it off or whatever. And there is literally nothing on my face, like no spit, nothing. And I was like, okay, that's terrifying. So Wait, wait, wait. But why do you think that there was blood on your face? Did you did you like touch your face and it was on your hands or what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, it was just like that consistency. You know what I mean? Like where it's like kind of sticky and like it was just I don't know. Like it just felt like there was blood on my face. Like I had a nosebleed or something. I don't know. Okay. I just I just knew, I guess. And then um, the next day I was talking to my roommates about it and I was like doing a deep dive because I was like, this is weird. Right. So I did some research and I found that, you know, like bad energies and whatnot can attach themselves to objects. And I was like, that's, but there's no way, like there's stuff in this apartment, but it's like sterile. Like it is like student dorm cut and paste furniture. Right. But I just said, give it a go. And I searched the apartment up and down. And then under my bed, I find this like little painted box and it, it didn't have anything in it. It was just like someone had like decorated this box and left it under my bed. And then I threw it out and then like nothing ever happened ever again. What was the, what was the box for? I don't know. Maybe they like trapped something in it and it did like me. I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> weird. Yeah. So, okay. So then it all stopped after that. Yeah. Like, like someone snapped and it went away. And they, I mean, like, I have dreams pretty regularly, but these were like, like dreams that were so horrible. I've never had anything like them, like beyond nightmare. It was it's really strange. And I thought maybe for a second, it was like, I don't know, like stress dreams or something, but I was like, I have no reason to be stressed. Like I like my roommates. I'm moving to California. Who can complain about that? You know? So it was definitely the pot, the, the box. <laughs> You grew up in a house that has a graveyard in the backyard? Yeah, I did. So so did that lead to ghosts walking around or what? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the house that I grew up in, it was like like a newer development, but it was like, you know how in the Midwest there would be like newer developments, but like on farmlands, so you'll just like walk around and it's like, oh, that's like someone's like family plot of a cemetery or whatever. It was oh, kind of like lovely. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, this will be a great place for you to raise your kids. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But no, it was like a full old cemetery, but it was like, it was like an 1800 cemetery, but there were probably like 50 graves in it and it's still being used today. Like they're still putting people there or whatever, but it was like literally my backyard. Like I could look out of the window and like see it. So um, I guess the first thing that happened that was really weird there was that okay, bear with me. Cause this is going to sound like, yeah, okay, at least, but, um, I always had this like innate understanding that like, if the lights were off, you get completely under the covers. Like I would sleep covers over my head. So I wouldn't be able to breathe. And I would lie like completely still. And it's like, yeah, okay. Kids are like scared of the dark or whatever. Um, but like, I never did that anywhere else. And it was like, to the point where I literally like, would not be able to breathe, but I'd be like, well, it's either I suffocate or get killed by a ghost, you know, one or the other. So 
I always did that. And then I always like would see weird things, you know, like everyone says that in haunted houses, like you see things like out of the corner of your eye before things even happen. Like one time I swear on my life, I was in the basement and I saw a fox and I was just like staring at it and I like turned the corner and it went away. Just, just weird things like that. And then maybe when I was like, I want to say like seven or eight, maybe I was, I had woken up. It was like a Saturday morning or something. And I had two blankets over my head. Um, and you know how, like, you will just like see faces and things, even though they're not there, like in like a car grill or something, you know, um, mm-hmm. there was like the first blanket. I remember distinctly like seeing like the little like ruffles or whatever. I saw like a little face and I was, I remember distinctly thinking like, how, oh, haha, that's funny. You know, my brain did that. And then I pulled that blanket down and then there's like a sheer cover, I guess, like right on top of it. So I could see through it, it but it was still like a blanket over my face. And um, I don't know if you or anyone listening to the podcast knows the band Ween. Um, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, their little like symbol, like the face, I don't know what it's called but it's like the guy with the really spiky hair. Do you know what I'm I personally about? do not know what that is, but I know that I know of that band. <laughs> well, Wait, they I'm have, looking it up. Okay. It's it has some like silly name, like, I don't know, but there was something standing over me that looked exactly like that. Like basically for people who don't have a visual, it was like, like a skeleton kind of head, like with big, eye holes and you could see through them and then like it looked like it had crazy spiky hair like it had been like electrocuted or something whoa what do you think that was i maybe like an old electric worker who's buried behind my house i don't know (laughs) electrocuted (laughs) he's like wow the wiring in this house is crazy (laughs) but yeah it was so distinct and like there's no way that could have been a shadow, right? Because it was like perfect circles for the eyes, hair standing straight up. And I just like stared at it for 30 minutes. I was like, all right, what do I do in this situation? (laughs) And I just pulled down my covers and ran away and nothing there. (laughs) Whoa. So do you, how do you feel about cemeteries being haunted? Because that's always like a topic of conversation that I have with people. People, you know, assume that they would be haunted. But a lot of times I'm like, well, why would a ghost be there? Right. But, so you think that they are? Well, I mean, of course they could be. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if it is the last place like you're put on this earth, like that's kind of your home base. So maybe that's like where they like come from, maybe. But I agree with you. Like every time you said that on this podcast, like, why would you want to stay around the cemetery? I'd be like in the jacuzzi at like a Hilton. Like I'd be somewhere. Well, but by so the nice. time you get to the cemetery, you're already dead. You've probably been dead for a couple of days. True. True. I don't even think about that, but maybe you're like not coming to terms with the fact that like, you don't really need your body anymore. So maybe it like takes a couple of days or something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you don't want to move out quite yet. Right. You're just like, <laughs> you have to gather you your, take your time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or like, that. maybe it's, you know, it's like all for the bit, like you're a ghost. Why not stay in a cemetery? Like it's already spooky. You've already got half the work done for you. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Oh my God. You want to listen to an EVP? I would love to. <laughs> okay. It's time for EVPs. Or Evie, please. Okay, this one is actually, there's a cemetery-related thing, and that's why I was thinking this would be perfect. (laughs) Okay. Okay, this was posted on YouTube by somebody named Becky Vickers, and it is at uh, Channing Park, which is in Elgin, Illinois. Not too far from you, Midwest. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) Channing Elementary School, this is what Becky Vickers wrote on YouTube. Channing Elementary School has the unfortunate distinction of having been built over what remained of Elgin's first cemetery. During the 1940s, most of the graves were moved to accommodate a new sports field. But then in the 1960s, when construction crews broke around on the new or or broke 
broke ground on the new elementary school, their equipment began to uncover human remains. Since then, the faculty and staff at Channing Elementary have reported an elevator that seems to move on its own, footsteps on the roof, dark figures, and even scratching on the walls. Today, a stone monument to the dead buried at the original cemetery sits at a nearby park. Okay, a little bit terrifying. Yeah, really. But uh, they believe they've captured a ghost. What do you hear this ghost saying? I need to turn it up. It is like a real tiny little voice. Yeah, sounds like a kid or something. It sounds like she's saying, where are you going? Where are you going? Yeah. I, I, I hear that. Um, let me give you some options. Okay. Is it A, I'm a little ghost. <laughs> B, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Yeah. C, I want to go. Or D, Bowie's the best. Maybe it was a D- David Bowie fan. <laughs> I want it to be that, but I'm going to go. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to go with, what, what was the third one? Like, I wouldn't go or something. I want to go. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with that one because I think that's closest to what I heard. Okay, let me play it again. That is what this ghost says, according to Becky Vickers. <laughs> I want to go. Oh my gosh, two people hear it. It's got to be true. <laughs> no, I really did think, okay, here's like a little inside uh, secret. Number uh, number D, which I know what I just said, number D <laughs> is always what I think it absolutely <laughs> says, um, or it's what I hear, which is, uh, I, I, when I originally heard it, I thought it said, Bowie's the best, but um, I, that would make no sense. <laughs> Thank you so much to Atessa, Kathy, Aaron, Annalise. If you want to hear a little bit more, patreon.com slash rosdresfelez. There is a clip of Atessa talking about being able to see people's thoughts, which is real fascinating. And also there's a clip from Elise talking about having a haunted closet. I love you guys. Please subscribe to the show. Rate it five stars if you like it. If you don't, leave it alone. Stop listening. I don't know what to tell you. Um, you can leave a five-star review with a ghost story in it. Ooh, five stars on, on Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. I love that. Tell your friends about the show. If you want to hear things that are not spooky or see things that are not spooky from me, just go to my Instagram, which is at Roz Hernandez. My TikTok and Twitter are at It's Roz Hernandez. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! A podcast network.